0: Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money show. It is Monday, January 24th, and I know the excitement is brimming over. Tax season officially opens today. I know. I'm sorry, but look, it's going to be a crazy tax season. We talked about it. We are going to conduct an interview with Ed Slot. We're going to make sure you know what you need to know about this tax season. Just go easy. Don't have great expectations that it's going to be like smooth sailing because there are going to be some stumbles along the way. If you have questions about your tax situation, shoot us a note. Just go to JillOnMoney.com, click the contact button. It's right there. And we would be delighted to walk you through what you need to know about this tax season. And if it is something other than taxes, we're also happy to hear from you. Maybe it's retirement. Maybe you're just getting started. Maybe you've got a brand new job. Maybe you're considering a new job. I don't really care. Neither does Mark. We just want to know what's going on, how we can help you. Don't forget to check the box that says, would you be willing to come on the program? If you are it's so much more fun. So just check that box and we're here for you. Okay, so here's something a little bit different. I am inviting you guys to join a webinar. Yeah, I'm co-hosting a webinar with Brent Weiss. He's a certified financial planner and head honcho, one of the head honchos, I should say, over at Facet Wealth. The webinar is called Your Money in 2022, What's news, what's noise, and what you need to do. We'll put a link to the registration in the show notes, but it's going to be fun and it's going to be, you know, an hour. It's not going to be five hours, okay? It is on January 27th at noon Eastern time. There are limited spots available, so you should register if you can. All right, so check it out. So today we have a very good news bit here because This very patient listener named Skip, we tried to connect with him last week. We had technical snafus. Do you know how great Mark is as an executive producer? He wanted to get Skip on the air so much that he actually took the time and said, Skip, let's figure out how to make this work technically. And Skip, Mark got in touch with you and you did a little dry run. So let's hear how you sound, Skip. Go for it.
1: Hi, I'm Skip. Can everybody hear me?
0: You sound good. And you got okay. a nice voice. So Skip is on the line from Connecticut. And Skip, you wrote to us about what? What can we help you out with today?
1: So here's the situation. In our And in, in first of all, let me stop by saying, listen, we are uh, big time listeners of your show and enjoy just hearing other people's scenarios uh, in terms of what their investments and what their financial pictures are like. And everybody's is uh, a little bit different, but I gotta tell you, um, you've helped us a lot over, over the years, and I just wanted to say that first. Um, Thank you. That said, um, our situation is a little bit complicated, so I'm gonna try to summarize it. But um, I'm turning 62 uh, in February, and I'm looking at um, retirement. Uh, my wife is 51. she's looking to continue her uh, career until at least 55. And we've accumulated assets over the years, and generally we feel pretty good about where we're at. Um, but you know, we're not financial planners. Um, we think we're doing a, think we're doing a good job. Um, and I just wanted your perspective on, based on what I'm about to share, um, whether or not I feel that I'm positioned to retire at uh, 62, and my wife is going to continue. One of the reasons that I, I'm reaching out is um, we did a little bit of a, um, analysis, which outlined what we spend um, or what I spend on an annual basis. So I have a pretty good handle on that. But one of the things that I was concerned about is I ballparked the fact that I spend about $50,000 a year. And when I went back and actually crunched the numbers and li- literally accounted for what I spend for a gas, what I spend for going to big box stores... Hmm. It was more like a hundred thousand
0: dollars. Isn't then that amazing? I, was- I just want to stop you right there. <laughs> I find I know I know exactly what you mean. So there is a part of this planning process that is eerily familiar to anyone who has ever thought about diet, and that you sort of say like, I know I'm doing fine. I eat this many meals, but then you know you do one of these crazy diets. One of the things that they encourage you to do, say at a place like Weight Watchers, is like write down everything you eat. And then once you do that, you're like, whoa, oh my goodness. I think it's the same thing with spending money. I mean, I know that there's a part of it that makes you feel a little compulsive. Like when I say to people, how much do you need to live on? And people are like, well, I don't really know. And I say, well, you should account for it. And then you sound like a miserly weird person because you're trying to account for every penny. So I am not the kind of person who thinks that you should drill down and stay on top of this every single day. But as you just learned, it is easy to bury certain expenses. And unless you really account for them, you don't get a good picture of what your need is. So I am not trying to create like compulsive penny by penny counters in all of you. I'm just trying to get a sense of what we need so we can figure out what you need to do next. Right? So if it's not fifty grand a year, and it is a hundred grand a year, there's no judgment there. It's just like we want to know what the number is. So, where did you find of that extra fifty grand? What did you What did you miss in the analysis?
1: It really, I don't know if it was a miss so much as uh, I come from humble beginnings in terms of my background, and fifty thousand dollars to me is a lot of money, and so I ballparked it in my head. Oh, interesting. But but then when I really peeled away the onion and I looked at everything that was coming out of our bank account, and I'm old fashioned, so I take a certain amount of money out of the bank a week. And if I run out of that money, I don't take out more. So I know the drawdown rate or the burn rate of which I'm spending on a monthly basis. And when I took a step back and I completely tallied that up over a year's worth of withdrawals, Mm Mm-hmm. It showed a very different picture than what I thought.
0: All right. So, well, I'm glad you got the picture, right? Like, so that's good. Yeah. Let me ask you something, Skip. How much do you earn right now?
1: About $180,000 a year.
0: Okay. And how about your wife? How much does she earn?
1: $190,000 a year. And she gets roughly about a $70,000 um, a year bonus.
0: So it's really like she's making at least two fifty, basically, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And you're both contributing to retirement plans?
1: Yes, we max out.
0: Tell me about the money that you guys have saved. So what's in your retirement plan right now?
1: So it's in my retirement plan is, uh, r- with respect to our IRAs, it's about a, l- a little over a million dollars. We have liquid cash in the amount of uh, $950,000. Um, and then I have a pension that's the present value is roughly $800,000.
0: What's the um, monthly that you could draw on?
1: um 100% jns i'm estimating about $35,000 a year
0: is your wife going to be entitled to a pension as well
1: yes uh she'll be entitled to a cash balance um plan pension
0: okay how much is the cash balance
1: my cash balance is 100 yours is 800 what's hers um no the um the pension is $800,000 my mm-hmm. I, I also have a cash balance on top of that of 120 Ooh. of 128,000
0: oh my okay and what about hers
1: she has a cash balance plan of one hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars, and her IRAs is uh, one point four million.
0: You said IRAs. Are you are you lumping that together of like four hundred one k or four hundred three b or anything like that, or are you or do you actually have IRAs?
1: We actually have I IRAs.
0: Okay, that's a lot of money. <clears throat> Pardon me that you have saved. Tell me more about anything else in terms of the investing savings. Um, analysis. Is that, have we accounted for everything?
1: Um, In terms of investments, um, we have another about $312,000 that are in, I wouldn't call this investments, but I have a fixed annuity and an indexed annuity, which we're using as part of the fund my, to fund my uh, child's uh, college education. So we're self, we're self-funding it. The reason we came into that money is the bonuses and things that I got over the, over the years. And I said, you know, I don't want to worry about his college fund. I want to put uh-huh. I want to it I want to set it aside. So we using those vehicles um, for that. How old's the kid? He's five.
0: Wow. Dude, you started late.
1: <laughs> really late.
0: <laughs> My God. But you got it going. Only one child? Only one child. Who's your insurance agent who sold you those annuities? How did you get into, involved with this?
1: I have an advisor um, that do you? Uh, that, I, that I work with. Yes. Do you
0: really have an advisor? Do you have I a do. salesperson?
1: I, ha- I have both. I have an agent plus an advisor.
0: Is it the same person or two separate people? Two separate individuals. So who sold you these annuities? The advisor or the agent? The advisor. Is this somebody who's a certified financial planner? Correct. And the premise that he used for Annuity for college was what? Like, um, just throw it in here. The money will be here for college. Versus no, instead of using the Connecticut Higher Education Trust.
1: No um, protection of principal in terms of you know, mm-hmm. downward market. But also to get a little bit of the upside um, when the okay. market uh, goes up. Obviously, not as much as you would get if you were if I was mm-hmm. in the market. When
0: did you put this money in the annuity? Um,
1: twenty 2020 twenty and twenty
0: twenty one. Skip. Did you ever watch those claymation Christmas time specials where it was like I'm the heat miser? I'm yeah. The, yeah, yeah. I'm right now. I am the heat miser. My hair is straight up. Mm-hmm. My body is red hot and tingly, and I'm really trying to hold it in. Okay, yeah. and I do not want to throw your advisor under the bus because I'm scared that he's like your cousin or something. So, yeah. who is this person to you? Any 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 real relationship?
1: No, he's an advisor that I've been working with for probably six or seven years now.
0: What else does this guy do for you? Does he do the IRAs? Yes. Yeah. How much do you pay him?
1: Uh, twelve thousand dollars a year.
0: Tell me more information. Um, so we've we have established that you have a boatload of money, million dollar IRA, cash of nine hundred fifty thousand. Your pension right now is worth eight hundred thousand, or thirty five grand a year, joint and life survivor. You have a cash balance of your other another pension cash balance of one hundred twenty eight thousand. Your wife has a cash balance of one hundred thirty five thousand. Your wife's IRA is about one point four million. You got three hundred twelve grand in the fixed and index annuities. And what else? Is there anything else I need to know?
1: Um, my wife has a non qual of fifteen thousand. Okay. And an HSA of
0: ninety seven thousand. Ooh, that'll be good when her old man husband needs it. Well, I have
1: one too for thirty for thirty two k.
0: That's great. That's a very good thing to have for the future for you. When you retire, what happens for health insurance? Do you guys get it from her work or do you have an ongoing health insurance ability through your employer?
1: Uh, I get it through her work.
0: What happens in five years is that she, she retires, you're on Medicare, then what does she do for health insurance in five years?
1: She's actually um, pumping up her non-qual Mm-hmm. Um, so that she, if she decides to leave at fifty-five, which she probably won't, but if she does, and sometimes you know that's not our choice, yeah. we'll have sufficient funds to cover healthcare.
0: Okay, fair enough. And so her non-qualified, you said, is fifteen thousand right now. Correct. And that's in addition to your non-qualified cash of nine hundred fifty thousand, right? That's right. Okay. How about your house? What's it worth? Four hundred k. Mortgage? None. Wow. Any debt? Any other debt? No debt. We know that you need to spend a hundred grand a year. That's your real number. At age sixty-seven, what's your Social Security? Uh, three
1: thousand two hundred twenty-seven dollars.
0: You know you're not going to spend three hundred thousand dollars on college. Is that just like did you overfund that because you figured ah eh, college grad school and we're done?
1: No, um we weren't we weren't specifically. It's a there's a question mark whether or not he's even going to attend college. So we just wanted to since we had the money we wanted to set we wanted to oh, set it aside.
0: So that's we, different. Why do you, why is that is he special needs of some sort?
1: No, I um I just don't have a lot of confidence in in whether or not. We don't know whether or not he's going to go on to to a higher ed or do something different, but I wanted to make sure that I have something Set aside for purposes of being able to help him out to the extent that he actually needed it. And then we'll have access to those dollars later.
0: I see. Okay. Is that why the advisor suggested the annuity? Like, did you have that conversation with the advisor? And he said, well, I'm just trying to say that. Yes. Yes. Right. So, okay. So now we're letting your advisor off the hook a tiny bit for that because it sounds to me like you sort of wanted something in between. Like Mm -hmm. I want to save for college, but if he doesn't go to college, I don't know. Maybe I want something else. That's exactly right. 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 Okay. It's still a crappy advice. It was still an absolute crappy piece of advice. And I'm going to explain why. Let me go big picture with you. Okay. I have, Mm -hmm. I got your picture, right? You ready? Yeah. Yeah. You're in great shape. Like completely great shape. You can create your own little pension plan with all the money that you have accumulated, okay? But like, it sounds to me like you do like a little bit of consistency. So let's just pretend. Correct. Your pension benefit at thirty-five grand a year. Does that start at sixty-two?
1: No, I won't start my my pension benefit until sixty-five.
0: Okay, so let's just say that at even. Let's just play it out till. Let's just pretend you did it at sixty-seven for the heck of it, okay? okay? At 67, you've got your pension and your social security, which is about $73,000 pre-tax, of course. I'm not even going to include your wife's pen, your wife's social security right now, okay? Just like putting that aside. At 67, so we're going to have five years that we have to finance. I get it. But, you know, your wife's working. You can just essentially live off of her income for the next five years, right? At age 67, you've got $73,400 coming in, pension and your social security. You have so much money that you can generate, you know, let's just say, I mean, really back of the envelope here, one, two, three, it's almost like $4 million that you have. There's no problem. You can generate all of the money you need to float your retirement for a long time. Like you're not running out of money. The kid's going to get money. I am pretending that all the annuity money is spent on him, okay? So, you know, what you're looking at here is a situation where you've plenty of money to generate what you need. So even if I said you have your million dollars, right, in the IRA, she's got 1.4. Let's say out of your cash, I'm not even going to, I'm going to pretend that we're only going to have access to 600 of that cash. I don't know why. I'm just going to do it for the heck of it. And then one, two, like another 250. So I have, like somewhere around three and a half million dollars without like in the most conservative estimate, that is plenty of money. You could be like a super boring investor. I could take a withdrawal rate on three and a half million dollars. Okay. And I could say, let's look, the guy hates risk. His wife hates risk, whatever. Let's just do a a 2% withdrawal rate. Let's just take 2% of that out every year that's 70 grand on top of the 73 you're already getting. So you could essentially say, I'll get 140 gross. I'll pay my taxes. I got my 100 grand a year. Done. You have no problems. Zero. You are in fantastic shape. You guys have killed it. You've saved a lot of money. You were very smart to marry someone who would float you for your early retirement. So that was good. (laughs) Super smart of you. You can retire now. There's no problem.
1: So the only wrinkle in this whole thing then is we made a poor decision on the uh, um, annuity products.
0: No, you didn't make a poor decision. The person who was your quote unquote advisor gave you advice that really wasn't in the best interest of you. It really wasn't. I'm sure that that advisor has convinced himself or herself that it is the best advice. No way that's the best advice. Here's what I would have done if I were that person. You say to me, you know what? I'm not sure about college. I'm not sure. What if he doesn't go? And I say, eh, what's the big deal? Let's put the money in the 529 plan through the Connecticut. By the way, Connecticut has an incredibly good 529 plan. The other part of this that I think is kind of interesting, when you look at the tax advantages for the Connecticut plan itself, contributions to the Connecticut Higher Education Trust are deductible up to $5,000 a year for a single or $10,000 for a joint return. So you were robbed of a great tax benefit. And again, let's just pretend that you said, I don't want to put 300 grand in this, which I would never would have told you to do anyway. But even if you had done $10,000 a year for five years, you could have gotten a deduction against your state income tax. Why did we leave that on the table? All right. Now I can't go back in time. Now you have this stupid uh, annuity. The annuity, the clock ticks on that annuity, meaning that there is a surrender charge, which means every time you buy an annuity product, what happens is you have to go through a period of time that passes before you have a fee to get out. Here's the surrender. Okay, here we go. Declining surrender charge based on a 10-year schedule, meaning if you blow out of this contract within year one, you have to pay a 9% penalty. It goes nine, eight, seven six and a half, five and a half, four and a half, three and a half, two and a half, one and a half, half a percent. 10 years where you you have a penalty to get out. So we're not blown out of this thing. You're stuck. And that's annoying to me. The other piece of this, which is even if it were a really smart piece of advice that like you want flexibility, you know how you get flexibility? You don't buy an insurance contract. You keep the money in an investment account that is a, maybe a little bit more boring in its, in its allocation, but you have access to it. Now I'm locked into this. I'm going to try to, I, I, mean, I need to get out of this heat miser mode, right? Well, I, ne- I'm in I really do. And I don't want you to like, and I don't want to make you crazy either. Like you have so much money that you are thankfully do not have to, actually feel so bad about this? You could have made a much bigger mistake. It's not even going to be a problem because you're such good savers.
1: Thank you very much, Have you
0: done your estate planning?
1: Yes. All
0: right. I'm so happy you talked to us. Thank you for hanging with us and um, let us know if there's anything else we can do. If you, like Skip, have been given advice about where to put money for education that's not a Section 529 plan, I would love to hear from you before you sign on the dotted line. Okay. Before. So all you need to do is go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact button, click that contact button, let us know what's going on and we'll get you on the air. And not every state's 529 plan gives you a tax deduction. Before you sign on the dotted line, do give us a holler. Okay. Very good. Now, let me tell you some more business here. Beginning of the week, tax season is opening. Just bookmark JillOnMoney.com because we're going to have a lot. I got to write a lot about the tax year and I'm putting together a post right now. And uh, it's confusing. It's going to be very confusing, especially around that child tax credit. So I know a lot of you are going to have questions about that. So just bookmark JillOnMoney.com. And while you're on the website, sign up for the free weekly newsletter. We'd love for you to get that. It's great. And you can subscribe to our sister broadcast, Eye on Money, wherever you get your podcasts. We'd like to remind you to do something nice for someone else today. And our mantra here at the program is grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow.